special edition of the Wise Guys Podcast. I am Mitch, I'm here with Dewey, Matt and Otis, and today we're going to be talking about Jacob Blake. And the outrage and the boycotting and the protest and everything that happened since this unfortunate shooting. Jacob Blake was a 29-year-old African-American man who was shot and paralyzed by the police in August. He was hit about four or seven shots fired by Officer Rustin. The incident occurred in Kenosha, Wisconsin. The police account of events says Sunday's incident began when a woman called police saying her boyfriend was present and was not supposed to be on the premises. In the police call, a dispatcher names Blake and says he isn't supposed to be there and that he took the complainant's keys and refused to leave. The dispatcher later explains she doesn't have more details because the caller was uncorroborative. Police said that about five minutes after the initial report, a dispatcher received reports of shots fired. Hmm. So that's the details of the shooting. And I guess we should start this off uh, asking you guys, you know, once you've seen the video and, you know, heard the events of the shooting, how do you guys feel? Do we? Stop letting one police officer's bad decisions ruin a town, a state, a community. Go. It's not worth it. It really isn't. Go arrest this police officer. Go stop administrative leave. All this stupid stuff that you, that keep pulling. I I don't want. I don't get it. You ain't even know. I don't give a damn. Stop letting one man disrupt an entire community, state, county. Like this is ridiculous. I just want to know when is this going to stop? Is it ever going to stop? Are we doing enough to make this stop? It hurts, man. It's over and over again. It's like when you're watching, um, what's that movie? Um, Boys in the Hood. Mm. And Ricky gets shot. But every time you watch it again, it's like, oh, maybe this time you don't get shot. Yeah. It's never stopped. So it's kind of hard and sick. It's unexplainable. You know what I'm saying? It's unjustifiable. I don't understand how people can watch other people get treated like this mm-hmm. for no reason at all. Like, if there was a dispute or altercation or whatever, that could have been handled a different way. There's there's nothing that could have happened to justify you shooting this man in the back multiple times. You can't even shoot somebody that robbed you in the back as a citizen mm. without catching charges. So why should you be able to do it as a police officer? And, you know, like, my thing is, these are two trained, you know, officers of the law. And I'm pretty sure I don't, I'm not a... 100% familiar with, you know, police training, but I'm, mm-hmm. I I believe that they're trained, you know, how to take, a, you know, somebody down in that situation. You know, he wasn't armed, and it's two police officers. They should have been able to get this guy, you know, in cuffs, Jacob Blake, in cuffs without, you know, having to go to that level of pulling their weapons out and shooting them. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, to me, it made, it, I'm, I'm just confused right now. Like, I really... You know, I, I'm just lost. Like, I'm lost for words. I'm lost for how to feel. Like, you know, we, I'm past the point of anger. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of like, well, what's next? Like, what are we going to do now? And you know what it is for these cops that keep doing these things to us? It's fear. Mm-hmm. They're scared of us. They see us as a threat. No matter what we're doing, we're a threat to them. Fear and, and, and a little bit of racism, too. Yes. Some cops just, you know, fear want and ignorance. Yep. They're in that position, and they feel like, okay, they have power. And they want to use it against us because that's how they condition, you know, through racism and, you know, through fear, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I, I guess the next question, and it's a question that we always kind of try to answer and figure out on the show amongst each other, what's the solutions, man? Like, what, what like, I'm, like, and I know we didn't had this conversation about George Floyd 
you know, when we kind of first started our podcast, mm-hmm. but what do we do or what can we do, you know, as, you know, black men to, you know, besides trying to teach our kids and our nieces and nephews and, you know, the people coming up under us how to handle themselves if they're being pulled over by the police, but what can we do to ensure that this stop happening? Like like you said, Mitch, like, when is it going to end? How do we, how can we come together and make, you know, in this violence, in this wrongful shooting, whatever you want to call it, murders. The, the scary thing for me is because I don't think that it's nothing that we can do. Wow. Because we've done so much up until this point, right? Protesting, boycotts, and it just keeps happening. It's like a revolving door. Mm. So I don't know if we can do anything. Do what you think, bro. How much have we encouraged people in, in our culture to get into places of leadership? Like, how often do we encourage people to take those positions of leadership and breed and more leaders? Like, a lot of people, you know, growing up, be encouraged by entertainers. Mm-hmm. That's what we are mostly encouraged by. And to be honest, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, the entertainment industry, especially if you ever hear about 90s rappers and stuff like that, they had ridiculous, they had like movie budgets to do videos to portray a lifestyle that was ignorant as hell. Fact. It was, it was, it was, and you think about it, that means that they invested in our culture looking crazy. Now, we love, we love our hip hop music because we just love our own culture, but they invested in showcasing it and showing, you know, different versions of it. I don't remember too many colleges wanting to just go ahead and give off scholarships. I don't even remember many people. I think Roxanne Shantae was one of the few artists that put it in her contract was like, hey, you got to pay for my college too. Mm. We don't encourage enough times in our culture to people to be in places of leadership. So what can we do? We put we we put people in position to become elected officials and or people who are representation of us within our Department of Justice, our police departments locally, I mean, people who reflect or and respect the culture. I'm going to say that part as well. Reflect and respect the culture. So that's some of the things that I think moving forward, I absolutely want to do. And I was having a conversation with my father recently about it, and he was doing all this talking. I said, well, what we, can we do? So we just, we talking. We, 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 I'm making a statement to you. And I said, I was like, I appreciate my father understanding there's a difference that has happened over the years that is hard and been swayed a lot of people from going at different positions like that. But man, I just, I want to try my hardest this, these years to come to encourage more people to be in positions of leadership. Well, I agree, bro. I, I think you, you know, you hit the shit right on the head, man. I think that one of the main things we need to go for in this election, and I know we was talking about what do we want from you know, the people that we're trying to get in office or mm-hmm. people that we plan to vote for, whoever it is, I think what we need to be asking for is how do you plan on ending, what is it, unqualified immunity or um, qualified, qualified immunity? Yeah. yeah, qualified immunity. I think that's one of the biggest problems. I think we need to change the structure of the police force. to So if you are in this situation, you know, maybe you have to take out insurance for yourself or something like that or, you know, something to where it, once this happens, you know that, Okay, I don't have this pillow to fall back on. If so I make this mistake, I'm sorry. Qualified immunity for the police officers, correct? And I is think that that's something that needs to be in. That that's what you're referencing. To? Yeah. Okay. And I and I think also to add with that, we need to reallocate the resources, yeah. you know, in the communities to ensure that the officers, you know, I, like they talk a lot about community outreach, right? Mm-hmm. I think you need to be more training. And I'm not saying like that's going to end end it all because, like you said, if it's, Mitch, if it's based off fear, 
more training is not going to relieve them of being fearful of us. Mm. However, some of these guys or women that's in this position, they're not racist. They're not fearful of us. They just don't know how to, you know, in that situation, they're human too. And I'm not saying that's the case for this. I don't know. We, you know, we can only assume what was the motive behind this guy shooting. But I just think, like, from a community standpoint, that first we need to make this problem an American problem. Like, this is just not a problem in the African-American community. Mm -hmm. This is an American issue. So we need to come together as a country and figure out a way to ensure that this will stop happening. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that one of the few steps we can make, besides what you just mentioned, Dewey, is, like I said, in um, qualified immunity and reallocate some of these resources to um, training these officers to deal with these situations in a better way and continue training. Like, just because you're in the police force and you, you know, you done went through the uh, basic training, like, that training needs to continue so they can be able to adapt and handle these situations and it's new and fresh to them. One more quick thing. I think another thing we need to do is we need to have more of us as police officers. Because we kind of understand the culture. We understand what's going on, so... Man. And like, dude, that, and that go back to what Dewey said. You know, what I'm saying about getting us more. You know, encouraging our children that's coming up to to get more involved in the community. And I know it's easier said than done to say that to somebody because you know when you get yeah. to that position in college, you don't worked hard. Yes. You want to go and you know possibly go make money and stuff like that. But yes. we need to teach our kids like hey, we need to make sure it's some of us in these positions. Yeah. Matt, what you think, bro? What's some solutions you got? It's tough to come up with solutions because the problem stems from deeper issues just between race and mm -hmm. understanding one another. A lot of a lot of white people are afraid of us because that's what they're taught. Right. And you know, it's hard to shake what you learn as a child. It's hard to shake learned behavior. Yep. That because that shapes you as a person. So it's that's why I say it's like really fear and ignorance. Mm. Fear is a probably one of the strongest emotions you have. Fear will make you do things that you don't even think about doing you you move off instincts so if rustin shesky you know was around a bunch of people that felt like black people were dangerous and not to be trusted that's how he feels, feels yeah. because that's mm -hmm. what he was taught so to put him in a job where he has to possibly respond to an african-american person in a altercation he's gonna be afraid before he even gets out of his car yeah he's gonna think about I probably got to shoot this guy because that's just, right. it's, you know, it's built up in him. If he moves any kind of way, I'm going to blast him. Right. If he goes to his car, I'm going to shoot him. And he don't know the lingo and how to talk to us, you know, in a way to be able to, uh, you know, communicate. Like, I think that's another thing, too. Like, with that fear, once you install that fear in them, they lose the ability to learn how to communicate with us. They don't want to. You know, exactly. So, and it's like communication to me is the key in all of this. Like, being able to hear from where they're coming from and their point of view because they didn't grow up in a different atmosphere and then hearing from our, our point of view and then having empathy for both sides. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's huge, man. Basically, it, it boils back down to, you know, racism in this country. I think, you know, Matt, you set it up nicely to kind of get into that portion of it. How do we reach back out? And, and, and I don't think it should be us. I think it should be vice versa. But how do we bring up the conversation now about racism in this country and push it forward in a way to where it's not used as a, uh, you know, to get somebody vote or to scare somebody not to do something, but to learn how to understand one another. You know what I'm saying? I think what we're doing right now, having this discussion and having it in a productive way is important. But Mitch, how do we... How do we address racism with one another? Like, how, like if you was in a situation where you had somebody who you knew was, you know, kind of racist, not slavery racist, but, you know, you sent, you'd have seen some of the racist tendencies, what would you do to go out and, you know, communicate with them? Or would you communicate with them? 
honestly, I wouldn't communicate with him. I'm the same way, bro. It's because hard for me to be like that. I, you're an adult, right? <laughs> Let's say you're in your 30s. This is your way of life for 30 years. <laughs> Nothing I'm going to say to you today is going to change the way you've been acting for 30 years. So it's, I'm, I'm going to stay away from you. What you think, dude? Would you try to engage and communicate with that person? Or would you just, you know, hey, bro, you, you is what you are? There's certain people already just, you know, like you just said, Mitch, like they're sold on who they are. Mm. There's some people just they're sold on what they what they what they believe in, no matter what it is. Even the, the regular things in life, people are just sold on that. Racist, like racism, man, people are developing racism, like mm. developing racism. They not. I didn't give you a reason to hate me. Nope. I didn't give you a reason to hate none of the melanin in my skin. Not one time. I didn't give you a reason. As a matter of fact, I gave you more reasons to believe that I'm doing the right thing. A father was there with his kids. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. I thought y'all said that, you know, we fathers ain't in the house. They ain't taking care <laughs> of their kids. This brother was with his kids, y'all. This brother was with his kids. He hadn't, and he was, if, from what I said, he was trying to help a situation. Like, y'all took him and he could potentially be paralyzed. And not be able to play in the park, walk with his kids, kick it, you know, and be certain. He always got to take handicap routes potentially for years to come if he walks again. Not be able to work. Like, dog, like, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, people, like, you know, depending on what they did and all this. Y'all could talk all these cautionary tales all the fuck you want to. That shit don't matter to me. I heard that police officer at the George Floyd, I think it was in New York, he was talking about all the different times that... The different responses they had that was perfect responses no bad things happened and all this <laughs> but these different things that did happen are disgusting they're terrible they're over the top excessive for what what is your reason being this excessive now what ends up happening is y'all push and push and push you know i believe anarchy is the the absence of government mm. correct right y'all keep throwing around these words anarchy are y'all government absent right are you absent as a government and if you're absent as a government you're not taking responsibility for your country well our government is absent right now because if you watching the you know yeah following the republican national but that's Convention, what i'm saying they're pushing the fear that we talk yeah. about right well, now that's right? what i'm saying that's, yeah you're, that's what they're yeah. saying you're absent from your own country mm -hmm. you're you're voluntarily saying that but then coming out and blaming us yes for the anarchy mm -hmm. like it's not a reason that we're fed up and we angry right and then at the end of the day our constitution tells us if this union is failing the people mm -hmm. we have the responsibility the right yes. to tear down this union and create a more perfect union it's exactly. like the third paragraph in the constitution so, uh, i think you know like that's ridiculous man and yeah. you know what else i think too like for instance like this kind of example i used to think like this because i'm like wow why wouldn't somebody want to do this so say for instance i'm a police officer right mm -hmm. and you're my chief of police right mm -hmm. you're the commissioner but you're the mayor when i do something and i, I go through the due process i'm throwing up air quotes by the way audience out there um <laughs> and i don't i don't have to abide by those same rules and then y'all you know act like everything's under investigation well it keeps it there but if i start having to be accountable for my actions guess what now you're next mm -hmm. you're next and you're next mm -hmm. and it's going up the chain so i think that the oppressors excuse me not oppressors suppressors of this of of this kind of, of these kind of events who try to suppress information and don't want to go out and come out and be a heard i think a lot of times that they like hey if we don't let this be dealt with if we deal with like this then none of us will be caught out on our bullshit because it'll just keep going up the chain of command this is the you know just yeah. just real quick some of the things i thought about in that time they try to slow it down so mm -hmm. the whole incident loses speed you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying 
they knew who was on the scene that shot Jacob Blake as soon as it happened. Yeah. Why do it take three days for everybody else to know? Yeah. Like, that's just, that's how they do it. Because they know out of sight, out of mind. The longer we keep it away from you, the more gas it runs out of mm-hmm. until it yes. eventually stops. Yes. And it's the thing where they're trying to get their shit in order before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Right, because we don't know what type of man this is. You mm-hmm. know, like, it's a possibility, and this is kind of reckless speculation, but, you know, he could be a white supremacist. He could have all type of things on his yeah. Facebook page where he's... Uh, it's a self-proclaimed know, militia. Yeah, he could be... On you his know, Facebook page. Yeah, so, you know, this could be something that was already embedded for him, and this was his one shining moment mm-hmm. to make something happen. Because we also got to realize that people, when this do happen... A lot of these officers that, you know, we're trying to fight to be held accountable. Yeah. These guys get GoFundMe set up for them, and mm-hmm. they end up, you know, being more well-off than when they were, you mm-hmm. know, police officers. Yeah. So You know what's messed up is I can imagine somebody's going to bring up Jacob Blake's GoFundMe, which is at $1.5 million right now. They're going to be like, well, he's paid now. Man. Motherfucker, he ain't got no legs. Right. He's still fighting for his life. You like, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's not out the clear. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dumb. I mean, I'm sorry, man, but... Uh, no, man, yeah, that, you understand, but you mad, I'm not, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not... Uh, Lord forbid anything happened to one of my homies in front of their kids. That's all I got to say about that shit. For real. I, I'm, I'm just saying. That's... Yeah, no. It's Hell unacceptable. No. No, it's, it's egregious. A, it's, it's, it, man, it's, it hurt, man, seeing... And definitely when you've seen a new clip... Where you get to see the family in the background, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like they you right know, there. They right there. Mama, get back, and you know, it's it's all yeah. these people, and this. Thank God they kind of cut the video, you know, short after like two or three shots, but you hear people screaming, and it's like, man, that them kids gonna be traumatized for the rest of their yeah. life, man. Forever. That's yeah. you know, seeing their dad get shot. I don't know where the kid. Now I'm not sure where the kids in the car. I heard it was in the back. Three seat. kids in the back seat. So they, and that's another thing. So you shot this His gun three off. Sons. Wow. So three young men, mm-hmm. and you shot this weapon off yeah. while these kids was in the back seat. That's crazy, man. Like, the empathy for that alone is say, like, all right. And I understand from the standpoint that, you know, the police might be thinking, because they fearful of us, like, oh, he about to go reach for a gun yeah. or something like that. But still, though, like, you don't have enough empathy to say, like, damn, I'm about to shoot this guy in front of his kids. I'm about right. to kill this guy. Because they wasn't shooting, the, uh, you know, to, you know. The just subdue. Get, yeah, the subdue to get him down. They yeah. were shooting to kill. Seven times in the back. they did the same thing. Man. I think it's Philando Castillo. They shot him in front of his kid and his girl right there on live. Like, And he was in the car. Yeah, he's in the car. What was he, he going to do to you in the car? He's telling them, like, I have a license to carry. And here, they, you know, they, they, they took they took it upon themselves to take him out. Tamir Rice, y'all remember Tamir Rice? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You yeah. know how old he was? Was he like 12? 12. He had a fake gun? Yep. And he died within like, what, 20 seconds of their response to getting there? Mm. Like maybe wow. 20 seconds? And, uh... This kid who sh- shot two people 17 years old of the night, he's walking with an AR-15 with his hands up, act wanting to surrender, and they just pass by him like, oh, scuff bodies up the street. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse. Un- un- unharmed. Yeah. yeah. Kyle so Rittenhouse is his They name. just arrested him the next day. That's, yeah. that's, that's what happened. He got but to go Tamir home. Rice is, 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 is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. 12 years old with a toy gun. And walk back through, you know, according to the video, Kyle Rittenhouse walked back through with his hands up. Yeah. Past the police barricade. And they just like, okay, bro, you good. Yeah, that big ass tank truck they got, they asked him something, then they kept it moving. Like, oh, it's up the street. They just kept it moving. I watched the video. Yeah, but they I see, watched the video of him actually killing these two people as well. Go back to what Matt and Mitch said. Mm-hmm. You know, like the fear. When they seen this white kid come through, they not they see one of them. Exactly. You know, like they they need they nephews right. and brothers and you know family like, oh, members. It's okay. Yeah, like they're you know they you know when they're going to you know these rallies or whatever, 
You know, the hun, they're talking with them about these things. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. How do black cops feel about this? Like, That's a good question, man. they, like, right in the middle. They fired one, what, a couple of weeks ago for coming out and talking yeah. about the George Floyd situation. Yeah. Um, excuse me, my brother, who I forgot your name, but I, I'll try to remember it uh, pretty soon. But they fired him for making a post. Mm. That's crazy. Now, with the protests and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. I'm I'm with it, bro. Like I'm 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 you know with the NBA players doing what they did when it first came out. You know, first they when they said they was uh going to um, boycott the games. I was in a position of like I felt like in solidarity. I was proud of because mm-hmm. these black men, some our age, a lot of them our age in our age group mm-hmm. and women at WNBA. In w- yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. WNBA. Um, but I was going to say that you know the NBA you know Started, did it first, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. Felt like you know they were obligated to do it since that's in their yeah, you know state. their home mm-hmm. state, and uh, you know at first I just was like man like wow this is big man like you know the NBA a playoff you know the playoffs, yeah. and they're saying like okay we're about to boycott this because we're tired of what's going on to our people, that was huge and then in solidarity mm-hmm. you know like you said the WNBA joined them mm-hmm. the MLS joined them and the uh, MLB joined them yep. so mm-hmm. man it's it's definitely you know the movement is is, is growing. They told yeah. him run uh, the run reruns of Under Siege instead. <laughs> so what y'all think? Like how y'all think about? Uh, well, I guess you know even before we kind of get in the NBA, man, what y'all think about the kid man doing? You know, like just the license to kill. You know, pretty much. You know, um, Rittenhouse was able to just to come in there from another state. Man, we well, illegally charged, right? With a rifle. With a rifle. <laughs> but they, I'm saying, like my 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 purpose to bringing him back up is this. They usually blame us for the anarchy that's yeah. happening during these protests. But lately, even going back to the George Floyd protest, these are, you know, white people that's yes. coming in here doing some of the things, destroying, uh, even some white cops was uh, dressing up yep. and destroying property and that. stuff like that. So it's just not, you know, they're using it against us even in the protest. Like, we're trying mm-hmm. to protest for change, but they're yeah. using it to... Combat the change that we trying to stupid yeah, shit. Yeah, trying like, to he get was running for his life. What the fuck was he doing there? He don't even live there. Right. He he from Illinois. That's like me going over to Toledo, Ohio. Like you know what? I'm about to hold this shit down. <laughs> Man, take, take your ass back to Detroit. Right. What you about to go do? Like what you going? And he was there to assist the police. From what I'm saying, a 17 year old. From what I heard, He's yeah, a 17 year old. What they need with a 17 year old's assistance. Exactly, man. Nothing. He just, he did what is that? His intent was to go there and do what he did. Yeah. To, like to, I got an opportunity to take my gun out. Ain't nobody gonna he, stop me. I feel like he wanted to be a martyr though. He he had his hands up like ahead of rest. Me. He know he good. Though, I'm now. gonna go viral. Like that's yeah. the way he was acting. Like yep. stupid motherfucker. But like, to get like to twist back to the NBA, like what what did y'all feel, man, when y'all saw you know our brothers and sisters in the NBA and WNBA and other uh, sports leagues. Decided to join together in solidarity to, you know, protest what happened to uh, Jacob Blake, man. What was your feeling, uh, Mitch? I was surprised a little bit because with it just starting back up for them to just say, you know what, no, nah, fuck this. We we doing, we taking a stand right now. We going to stop basketball for right now. Mm-hmm. But also, so it was the Lakers and the Clippers, right, mm-hmm. who – who after the Milwaukee Bucks said no, we're not playing, right? Well, everybody. Well, from what the reports that I've read and heard was that at first they supposed to all did it together, mm-hmm. like they were gonna have a news conference, and I guess CP3 and LeBron was gonna speak, but Milwaukee chose to do it at the last minute, which you know kind of set off the dominoes. Yeah, it was like five minutes for a game. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, Magic was, still, was actually warming up. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. that kind of caused a little situation too, because y'all, I guess after that happened, I think. Um, What's his name uh, for the uh, Milwaukee? 
George George Hill. Yeah, he the one who held the press conference in the mm-hmm. you know in the hallway. So, but they wanted to do something where they was all united. Gotcha. And I guess the leaders of the league was gonna speak, but but the Lakers and the Clippers, I believe, which you reference to, Mitch, is that they're the teams that said they don't want to play anymore. I believe that's the reports. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. They want to leave the bubble completely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't blame them, man. Right. It's like how can you have fun? Because they love the game. Right. It's fun for them, you know. Yeah. It's fun for everybody. And, but how can you have good feelings when you know your city burning? Mm-hmm. And real quick, I think Doc Rivers had made a speech. And we're going to have that speech for y'all later on in the show, I believe. I think without that speech, this doesn't happen, though. That they don't um, that they don't, uh, they don't boycott. Boycott. I think Doc Rivers really set a fire under people. Like, you know what? He, he right, dude. Like, yeah. we shouldn't be playing that's where I think it came from. I think if he didn't make that speech, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Yeah, that was, that, yeah that was all on CNN and right. um, you know news stations after he made that speech because he was yeah. so packed. Yeah, like he, he was about to cry. He was about to cry seriously. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah, a lot of emotion behind that. Yeah. And he had some great stuff happen to him back when he was coaching Orlando when they burned his house down back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he knows firsthand. First uh, yeah. White, yeah. Oh, white woman. He's married to a white woman then. Mm-hmm. And they was, he still uh, is right. No, uh, not sure. Or separated or divorced. Okay. Potentially. Reckless speculation. I was just about to say. <laughs> but uh do it what you what did you feel, bro, when you saw, you know, go ahead and boycott. And the uh and uh your Detroit Lions. Yeah, they were the first the really. <laughs> that was the first uh, actually to, to cancel their to practice. To cancel because they did that on Monday. Because a few mm-hmm. other teams, a few other NFL teams did it now. They canceled no. practice, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I was I get it. Man, but to keep having Black Lives Matter on the uh, on the on your TV screen every time a playoff game is played is pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> and all the messages on the back of the jerseys, the message I still want the message to be out out there. You know, mm-hmm. and the NBA is the only league that's playing and on the planet with that big, with that loud. That that's yeah. pushing the message. That, that platform, and, yeah. And so that's the part that 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 kind that still hurts me. Exactly. And, yeah. and it's like. With y'all having that, I mean, people are still fascinated with your athletic ability on the back, and then they look at that like, damn, you see that three four? But it's a education form on the back, just like you, it's in front of your face. It's, yeah. a, bill, it's a billboard, basically. Yeah, like, but y'all got to remember this too, though. Like a lot of people, like a lot of people, don't view them as black men. They just view them as athletes. Like, yeah, you well, know, yeah. so they're not empathetic. And, and that's cool. They're not empathetic to that's their cool, plight. That's cool because it's you know? it's it's. it's it's I believe it's white players as well that got but to me that's not cool though like no, you need to look at them as men too like just like when yeah, the old girls I, got, no, you know I, what I understand saying? what you're saying but I'm saying is they still gonna see that damn message they right. still gonna see exactly. Black Lives Matter on that court no right. matter how you look at them yeah. you could be as racist narrow minded as you mm-hmm. wanna be the problem going, the problem is you tuning in you gonna see that message mm-hmm. and even if they didn't have that message the NBA players are not gonna change the minds of those people who view them as just athletes no, mm-hmm. no. So it really doesn't matter what yeah. they do. So yeah, the message is just for us, then. I kind of feel that way. I mean, that's it, an interesting point of view, bro. It helps. It helps in a way because thoughts become actions. Yes, words become thoughts, mm-hmm. and thoughts become actions. So the, it all starts with a thought. For mm-hmm. everybody to see it is a good thing because mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, because the conversation the started in them them living rooms and I and um people saying you know have conversations amongst friends. You know, our, our friend did a show, Precious, was talking about she had a friend who. She making her have that conversation exactly. with her own family. Mm-hmm. Who's to say that somebody ain't tuning into exactly. the game and like, hey, yeah. I mean, is it fair, Dad? What yeah. the fuck? Like, right. why, right. why is that on the back? It's, <laughs> I feel like it's for the next generation. Well, yeah, yeah. and like, that's what we're doing right now. Right. Like, we definitely setting up. Yeah, you know, like, and and I'm, I guess that's what I'm proud of our, you know, our generation right now. Like, we're recognizing that we're in a situation to where we can really implement 
change for the next generation. Like we really can pick back the, the torch mm-hmm. that our, um, you know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all those guys and all those giants that came before us. And now, you know, it's like, okay, let's pick this, pick the torch back up and give it to the next generation right. so they can all be right. able to fight it. Because like you said earlier in the episode, both of y'all did, if it's based in fear, then that fear is just not going to dissipate right now with guys protesting or even any legislative uh, actions we put in. It's going to continue. Like you said, like the ones who are racist and, and don't care about us, all right, cool. We not gonna change our mind, but your kids, yep. your kids are gonna see this, and they kids, and, and their kids. So yep. hopefully, we can change their minds before it even starts. Is what I'm getting at. No, you're mm-hmm. right, bro. Like yeah. I agree with you on that. It's there's no quick fix mm-hmm. to this age old problem. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Is mm-hmm. it has to be broken down slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do to just change everybody's mind and make them realize we people. Right. It's common sense to us. And mm-hmm. and then for, you know racism don't will never end. Like it's just it's a it's an evil that just it, it will never completely we could never completely eradicate a racism off this planet. So we have to continue to keep in mind and and um pass this down throughout the generations that this is a fight within this country no matter how much representation we get we it's still going to be a pocket of resistance somewhere so we got to continue Always. to fight like it's never going to stop it's because, an ongoing fight because they teach it exactly you know, people you know go hella high water to make sure that their kids don't you know deal with black people mm-hmm. you know there's, there's people out there like that yeah. and how do you get in their heads to make them change it you, you really can't all you could do is try to affect the more up-and-coming generation to make them see common sense like this right. isn't right even though they telling me it is mm-hmm. or just like the stereotype about um i think one of y'all was mentioning earlier about um like or it might be y'all didn't but this stereotype they always use like well why he was resisting it doesn't matter like whatever he did he didn't deserve to be shot seven times or in other cases they don't deserve to die so that that part in itself is just something that you know behavior that's a stronghold that's you know rooted in a lot of those people's mind based off fear. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that we're going to have to continue to fight to break down, like you said, Mitch, and their kids and the kids after them. Go ahead. He's about to say but something. Just real quick about how we talking about the back of the jerseys that had the different right. sayings on them. I put a post up like a couple of weeks on my Facebook, and it was a picture of Ron Artest. But on the back of his jersey said, World Peace. World Peace. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy how that's what's basically on the back of the jerseys now. It's right. Just, yeah. 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 It's huge, man. I guess, man, to continue this conversation, man, I, I guess my next question for y'all would be, do you think they should cancel the season? Or do you think they should just, you know, they made their point, you know, they done brought attention to the situation, awareness to what's going on, and that they demand change and things to that nature. But should they just say, okay, we need to get back in the streets and, you know, keep this movement going? My opinion, real quick, um, I think they need to play. To play? Because... That's where, like you said, a lot of people who look at them as athletes, they watching the games. And those are the people that I believe they should be trying to reach. Mm. So if they stop playing, it's kind of like, oh, this is for nothing because that message goes away now. Mm. On the grand stage. On, on the big saying. stage. Yeah. Do it. what you think, bro? You may mention this yesterday just on a regular conversation. What's on the agenda? Yeah. What's on the agenda then? What's next? Man, when we was growing up, man, these entertainers, man, they was our heroes, man. You know what I mean? Like a lot of us. You know, our in our culture, especially, these people were our heroes, man, and and it inspired us. I want to make sure that, that we keep that message, we keep that inspiration there. So I really don't want to see the season just go away. 
I really wanted him to keep putting on. Man, when at the end of the game, LeBron James said said what he said at the end of the game. Man, it had nothing to do with his stat sheet. Mm-hmm. It had everything to do with the black agenda. That's, that's and a lot of them. Yeah. And a lot of them players didn't take basketball questions. I think like the Raptors. I think Van Fleet didn't take any basketball questions. Like they a lot shouldn't. of them, yeah, they're just taking questions about what's going on in the community. And if I know, was whatever. playing and you asked me a question about my field goal percentage, I'm not talking about. I'm uh, talking about what talking I want to talk about. Going on. I'm talking about the percentage of what's going on out here. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you think? You think they should play or you think they should let it go? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like I'm torn. From from my standpoint, I feel that they should play mm-hmm. because, you know, like you said, it would, it would take away the message. You wouldn't see it. But I can also understand the feelings of the players because they like, I'm out here. You know, they might feel like I'm, I'm just out here entertaining. Like, I don't, I don't make a difference. I, my emotions, I have to just put them aside Go play basketball and act like nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. When it, it's like, what if, what if one of them? What if it happened to one of them? Oh man! You know what I'm saying? What if it happened to them? It could be them. You never know. If they was out here protesting with masks on and and nobody knows who anybody is, it could easily happen to them. That's true. Mm-hmm. That'd be huge, man. God, God willing, that don't happen. But yeah. that would be. So I, I understand. Minutes, it's it's. I'm I'm torn. I'm really torn. I don't want to see the message stop. Like Dewey said. You know, uh, you know, me and him was kicking about it yesterday. Kind of wouldn't happen. Like I was, we was on the phone when it happened. And uh, my thing, is, like we talk about on the show, you know, today about the solutions. Like, what's the agenda? I think LeBron wants the owners to come and do more, and uh, give more, use their platform, or you know, the power that they have is being most of my billionaires to you know help us in the fight. Mm-hmm. But how? You know, and I and I and I see where you're coming from. And I think he's. I agree. Like you know, again, like I said earlier, this is an American problem. So we definitely need all Americans to chip in and be in outrage. Let's not be in that situation like when they was talking about when, when uh, <laughs> Malcolm X came to the. If y'all remember the movie Malcolm X, he came to the jail and he came down there, and the police <laughs> people said, "What are you gonna do? Make a speech?" <laughs> I mean, we need action and. Again, it's kind of with this situation, and I, how do you know? Like, if they didn't play, and everybody went back home, like we saying, the message would be gone. And also, how do you attack the problem? And then, and furthermore, what they did yesterday was kind of like the big red button. Like, all right, we gonna we gonna boycott. Mm-hmm. If you hit it again for you know saying we gonna boycott the season. You don't have nothing else you could do after that. Like that's the highest level, unless you yeah. say next year we're not playing like, the whole what's season. The leverage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's the again, it's negotiations. Like we're trying to, you know, use they're trying to use their platform and their yeah. power to get somebody else to use their platform and their power. But how? How do you want them to do it? Yeah. So I, I that's what I'm curious to say. I hope that they come out today yeah. and kind of you know make it clear because I think it's easier for us to unite behind a common cause. And if they come out and say like, hey, we doing this for this, this, and this, and this. this I think that would be something that we can all get behind and, and rally and be able to do more individually and use our platforms like we're doing right now. Right. But my thing is, like Dewey said earlier, it starts with getting the right leaders in, you know, in office and mm-hmm. higher up or whatever. But if you have the right leaders but the people don't want to follow, we're still at the same point we was at before. Real quick question. Who's the right leaders that are in position right now? The wrong motherfuckers? <laughs> For now, I mean, but going forward, though, when you say the wrong ones, a lot of people aren't even aware of their actual leadership that is elected currently. And most of them, Otis, you could talk about this a little more, too, are, are not. And they, they're, they're, and now between the House and the Senate, 
mm. you know, we we know where the heavier allies are. Right. Um, which is the Democrats is right now. And they are in the House. Yes. They lead the House. And the Senate <laughs> is ran by that, And that's know, where our predominantly our leadership is a lot. I mean, even our locally, we have a Democratic governor currently. Mm -hmm. Big Gretch is Democratic governor. Yeah. And we have a Democratic mayor, Mike Dugan. So in our leadership, you would think that we have different people in leadership locally for us here in Detroit, Michigan, that support our views. The thing is, is on a national scale for those kind of things, the Department of Justice. Do you know who the Attorney General is? <laughs> William Barr? The uh, what? Yeah. William, William, William Barr. Barr. Do you know the Department of Justice uh, budget? I mean, shit, it's probably billions, right? Reckless speculation. I actually, I'm not even going to name the source, but it's the first source that you would Google it. Um, it says their budget is $29.9 billion. Yeah, I'm assuming that. This yeah. is their Department of Justice DOJ. budget. This is the Department of Justice budget. Mind you, the Department of Justice investigated the killing of Michael Brown, and they justified it, saying that, you know, that, you know, the police officer was not at fault. He was... Following protocol, law, this, this Department of Justice. And this is the type of thing we talk about people being in leadership. Those parts of leadership, I feel like, was it Eric Holder at the time? Mm -hmm. Like, we need to answer the bill on that. We need to answer the call on that. Like, the people who are in those departments, Department of Justice, Attorney General, uh, ADAs, like, you know, people got to step up and hold those people accountable. But we talked about this on some episodes before about people, you know, those they feel like more of those are counterparts. Like, wait a minute. If they did wrong, justice ain't blind. Like, no, you're wrong, so you're going to be held accountable for it. Mm. So those parts is is the parts of leadership that I'm like, who going to hold these people accountable? That's true. I mean, definitely on a federal level. You know, unfortunately, with these incidents, um, you're dealing with local government. So, you know, like you were saying, like your city leadership, you mm -hmm. know, that that's who usually in contract with these police unions and stuff like that. So. You know, it, it really, the fight, although um, the players are doing what they're doing, and we definitely commend them for using their platform and giving up, um, sacrificing, you know, their careers. In a sense, some of them are to, mm -hmm. you know, on our behalf, but it really starts with us. Like, we're the front line for the local level, and it's like we need to go out and demand mm -hmm. more in um, these situations. Regardless if it's happening in your city or not, like, mm -hmm. we need to try to, you know, research and find out, like, if this were to happen, what's the protocol? You know, what would they did? And we kind of already had an incident like this a couple, uh, maybe a month ago with the shooting on the west side. Uh, luckily, the police chief went out, although he they knew that they were in the right, but he still went out and was upfront and did it in a, a good time frame to, you know, stop a potential rioting or protesting or, you know, anything mm -hmm. like that in our city. So, But still, like my question in the beginning, there's good leadership in short this is not gonna happen again nothing in short is not that's gonna what i'm happen, saying no. so what, what we still can't say without the oh he's in charge now oh this will never happen again mm -hmm. we can't so i don't i don't care who's in office mm. it still can happen no the fight yeah. like i said earlier the fight the fight is the fight like the fight is, is yeah it's never I mean, ending right it's never it lowers ended. the potential of numbers you know what i mean and 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 to be honest like well you know if it's a thousand cases okay if 300 instead of 59 mm are convicted I f I'm feeling like we're going in the right direction oh so what you're saying is on the conviction side of it yes if on if, the justice if, side yeah okay that's, yeah. that's yeah. I'm, okay. I'm more along okay. those lines I got like, you I got if you. it's only 50 like like 300 were charged with 59 or actually only convicted well look char if we get on along the lines we're now okay two years down the road we got 600 that was charged and 
459 were convicted, mm. we going in a step in the right direction. Right. We we put the right officials, but holding those numbers accountable, you know, that's that's the beauty of social media. So it kind of puts it in front of your so face. So basically, what you, what I feel like you're getting at, mm-hmm. of the way I'm breaking down in my head is, you saying the right leadership is the one saying, oh, you did that? Oh, that's on you. We're not helping you. Right. Mm-hmm. You going down for it. You doing some bullshit. You going down for it. Yeah, because we talked gotcha. about that too, right? Accountability. As, as, well, right. as well, like when the, the shooting happened, like Otis just referenced to the, about a month ago, we agreed and understood, hey, they that that guy was in the wrong. He right. was shooting at the police. We agreed. We understood. We took accountability for our own culture in that situation. And, and unfortunately, you know, unfortunately that that young brother lost his life right. and, and made a decision that, you know, would help cause that. But, man, we, we still empathize with the family saying, hey, man, we, we sorry you lost someone. That man, because we, any all of us have made different bad decisions. Some people make some just a little bit more extreme. But. Right. You know, back to what you're saying, it's like, the fight is on on different battlefields. Like uh-huh. it's just it's just not like okay, we're just not fighting to get them to stop it. Like yeah, that's the main goal for it not to happen at all. However, we know that's not realistic, so we have to fight. Also, if it does happen, well, then we're getting justice, right. right? That is going to be justice behind it. Just yeah. as if just as if it was a white man, or uh, if it was the other way around, it was a black cop who shot a white man seven times in the back. That we all know. That that black man would be arrested right now. Equal, yeah. equal. So equal. we want the same about. thing: equality and yeah, that, so. equality and justice. So yeah, yeah bro, like, like I brought up Tamir Rice earlier versus the seventeen-year-old uh, that killed those two people. Tamir Rice died within seconds of the police mm-hmm. getting there, versus him who just got arrested the next day. Yeah. Another thing too is Rush Limbaugh. You know, he's a he's a radio host. Conservative right. radio host. Conservative yeah. radio host. Talk to the Republican. He, he talks speak for Republicans as well. I believe he did. Who knows? One day the Wise Guys podcast may be called out for Mitch to speak on behalf of, of the Democratic, <laughs> Democratic uh, National <laughs> Convention. There we go. Noted. Properly. Noted. Yeah, we believe in you, dog. Yeah. We believe in your leadership. <laughs> we saw this a little bit yesterday. I mean, first of all, I just want to thank y'all, man, my brothers, for being able to, you know, sit down together and have this conversation as black men and address our frustrations and also try to figure out some solutions and put that out there to our people and to people in general you know to everybody who listens to this show and follow us on uh facebook like we we hope you guys continue this conversation with your friends with your loved ones let's start gearing up to you know put our armor and get our swords and shields so we can get on the front line and you know fight to to stop this i mean everybody like let's fight to end this even though we know that it's no immediate victory but we need to keep fighting so mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's it's gonna take a while but the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step correct so yeah. you, you gotta go through it we're trying to undo years and years of oppression n- yeah negativity yeah. Mm-hmm. like just being looked at as a negative entity in this country fear yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's gonna be tough we got a couple of things brewing pretty soon uh, a couple of ideas around so do we where they can find us at facebook Please message us there, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Also on YouTube at the Wise Guys Podcast Detroit. Like, share, subscribe. We need y'all. Thank y'all for y'all support, man. Mitch, your famous line. And until next time, be true and be you, baby. Wise Guys out, baby. It's a wrap. <laughs>